Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to episode three of the COD Breakdown. So first off, I want to apologize about missing last week. I was headed out of town. I did not have time to record an episode. Uh, I feel bad about it, especially heading into the first tournament-based event of the year for the Call of Duty League. Uh, but things happen. Everything happens for people. And this time it happened for me. I was not able to record, and I apologize about that. But we're back. I shouldn't be missing another episode anytime soon. Uh, so we're going to be definitely talking about that CDL London event that just happened and how the whole new format worked. Personally, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, we had a big, big patch for the Call of Duty with a new season coming out. And possible hints at the Battle Royale coming to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, finally. Uh, so let's go ahead and hop into this Call of Duty London event. We're going to go ahead and first start off with the format of this event and how it was very different than anything we've ever seen before at a Call of Duty event. Uh, so it was only half of the league. Only eight teams were there. Um, I guess not even half. A little bit more than half. Eight teams were there. Um, they were split into two groups, Group A and Group B. And the way it worked was that the first matches for each group were all randomized. Uh, and what would happen was that the winners of the groups... So in Group A, you'd have the, the winner of both of those matches, whichever teams were 1-0, play against each other. And the losers that were 0-1 play against each other, all in Group A. To force a 2-0 and 0-2 team to have two teams confirmed, one either in and one either out. And then the two teams that were 1-1 one one would go up against each other to decide the next team that would make it through the group, leaving only four teams in total at the end of the weekend to go into bracket play. Personally, I'm a big fan of this. This was uh, a lot of fun to watch, made every match really, really matter, including the group play matches, which is what you don't usually see. Um, and I, I really liked it. So we're going to go and hop in um, to the day one matches, where it was all group stage. Uh, with the first match was Paris Legion against the New York Subliners in the group B. Uh, we start off on Hackney Yard. Uh, New York starts with a big, big lead on that map. Um, but after the first rotation, New York starts losing the rotations. Uh, but they always seem to be retaking whenever they uh, whenever they lose that rotation. They keep retaking the maps or taking the hills back from Paris. Uh, and Paris finally starts um, a lead. They finally get a lead for the first time on the second rotation going into P2 Hill. Uh, and they kind of bring it back. Scores kind of going back and forth once they hit the office hill. And New York comes back, shows their dominance, and holds their final hill for 40 points straight with all of the New York players dropping at least 25 kills, which is an insane for Hackney Yard hardpoint. Uh, and accuracy, I think, almost dropped 30 himself. So they New York ends up taking this game 250 to 202. Ramaza, Search and Destroy coming in map two. New York just absolutely dominates uh, this entire Search and Destroy, winning 6-1 to one at the end. Uh, I believe it was even in round two where New York ended up killing, not within five seconds of, uh, of the game, but there was a game pause. The game was paused for some technical issues, and New York was able to clean out the entirety of Paris Legion within five seconds after the game came back from pause, and it was just absolutely disgusting. Uh, next up, we go to Gunrunner Domination, where uh, Paris is finally to take their first map, able to take their first map, 183 to 165. Uh, New York does start out pretty well. They get a B cap going um, really quickly, uh, but Paris was able to neutralize B and C with three minutes left in the first half, leaving New York not getting any points for a little bit there. 
Uh, Paris ends up kind of just coming back and forth, back and forth, kind of going back and forth between who has B flag, uh, who has C flag for this map. And Paris ends up holding two flags with two and a half minutes left in the game to take their 183 to 165 win. Uh, finally going to St. Petrograd where it's just utter domination out of New York. They open up the very first hard point with 53 and 0. Zuma is going 18 and 8 when they have a 120 plus point lead to 56. It was just disgusting. New York hits the 200 point mark with Paris only at 64, leaving uh, Paris to break 100 right as New York is to 227. And then, of course, they finish it out 250 to 114. Bringing up the first match of the week in New York beating Paris Legion 3-1 to going into the Group B. Uh, then we come over to our first Group A match. We have the Dallas Empire versus Seattle Surge. Uh, it was a very quick 3-0 for the Empire to beat the Surge, but it was not an easy one. They barely take out uh, the first Gunrunner hardpoint map, 250-225. to Twenty-five. They do start the map really well. They have a huge lead, sixty to one, going into the second map or second hill on that map. Clay is going on a huge ten spree. Seattle starts coming back though. Uh, they look like they're going to make a comeback. They look like they're going to end up taking this map, but they just cannot close it out with uh, Dallas taking the map, two hundred fifty to two hundred twenty-five. Then we go into the search and destroy. Uh, Gunrunner search and destroy. Gunrunner very popular popular this weekend. Seattle starts with a strong 2-0 lead, and Apathy uh, is going big this map. He's really trying to take it home uh, for his team, and uh, they take a four, they end up going up 4-2. Um, actually, they end up going up 5-2, but Dallas is able to win four rounds in a row with Hook just coming up with a double digit. I think he ended up having 13 or 14 kills this game. He was just being an absolute monster uh, for this comeback to win four in a row. Then we go into the final map of the series. Uh, St. Petrograd domination. Uh, Dallas pulls it up 167 to 162. Again, they are looking to just kind of try to take out this map. They want to finish this quickly. They want to show how good they are. But Seattle is able to make their plays. They're able to make it seem like they're going to take this map, but it just they just don't come close enough in the end. Losing 167 to 162 in this domination map, Dallas sweeping the entire series. Next we go up. Uh, so that leaves, sorry, coming back real quick. This leaves Dallas at 1-0 in the group and Seattle at 0-1 into Group A. Then we go into the next Group A matchup to see what the matchup is going to be for the um, for the next round of group stage. Uh, we have the Chicago Huntsmen against the Los Angeles Gorillas. Again, another very quick 3-0. However, this time a lot easier for Chicago than well, what Dallas had to deal with. So we go into Gunrunner Hardpoint uh, for the first map. 250 to 158 point win for Chicago. Gunless, honestly, MVP of the entire weekend. Uh, he was having a huge game. Chicago ended up getting like a 100-point lead. And then at the end of the game, you had Gunless, Envoy, and Skump dropping 30 kills each. This is absolutely disgusting. You go into St. Petrograd's Choice Map 2. Uh, there was a map pause right after the uh, Los Angeles took the first round. But they end up coming back. Chicago starts taking their points, start taking their rounds. And in the fourth round, uh, there was actually Saints really tried to help out 
<laughs> they really treat, tried to uh, help out Chicago here because Saints over here got a, a triple kill with two of the kills being his own teammates. Uh, I wish they had comms for what happened right after that because I would love to hear Aches getting really mad in this situation. Uh, and Chicago ends up going up 5-1 to one after a nice ninja, ninja defuse comes in with a few people left on Los Angeles with the bomb down. Uh, and then, obviously, rounds just kind of trade back and forth like a normal surge game with Chicago taking the map, 6-3. to three. Uh, Finally, we go into the last map of the series, a lot closer on this Hackney Yard domination match with 169-point to 167-point win for Chicago Huntsman. Um, the flag caps go a lot back and forth a lot. Los Angeles comes out to an early lead, but Chicago is able to tie it up and take the lead to 80 to a 72 at the end of the first half. Very close game, very low scoring game. Uh, Chicago is able to take the lead, though, at the for the majority of the second half. They start showing off that how far they can make it up. But at the very end of the match, Los Angeles very close to getting a triple cap to try to take the game or at least tie it. Um, and it does not happen. Chicago is able to clutch up a little bit, and they're able to stop the triple cap. Leaving uh, Chicago Huntsman at 1-0 in the group and Los Angeles at 0-1 in the group, leading to Chicago playing Dallas in the next group match and the Seattle to play Los Angeles. Next up, we go into the next final of the first round uh, for the group stages. We got Group B with Los Angeles Royal Ravens. My goodness, London Royal Ravens, the hometown team for this event versus the Toronto Ultra. London ended up taking the series 3-1. to one. Uh, We're going to hop into the first map, Ramaza Hardpoint, 250-221 to 221 point win for London. They're able to really just dominate this game. The score shows a much closer game than what really happened. I think London just seemed to lighten up and stop pushing as hard as they were for the majority of the game. Uh, towards the end of it, they had a 132 to 160 point lead. Uh, Wuskins was going off. And honestly, this is where they kind of stopped trying. It seemed like Toronto uh, was down 198 to 248. Ravens needed two more points. And they were able to come back and score another th- almost 40 points off this hill. Um, making it look like they could make a comeback, but with such little scoring that was needed for the Royal Ravens, they were easily able to take that win on the first map. Second map, we got Piccadilly Search and Destroy. London takes this as well, uh, six and four. The Ultra actually take a big lead. They're up three to zero to start the game, um, but within the next couple of rounds, uh, they're still up four to two, and finally Jerd starts coming back. Royal Ravens start coming back. Jurd has a nasty two-piece to tie it up 4-4, leaving the Ravens to take four rounds straight, down 2-4, winning 6-4 in the second map, Piccadilly Search and Destroy. Going into map three, this is where Toronto obviously take their one and only map of the series. Uh, This was a little weird as well because the teams were flipped into the incorrect positions. The Toronto Ultra players were on the Royal Ravens team uh, in-game, and the Ravens had the ultra colors and team end game as well. Uh, seems a little weird. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if they ever went into it. Um, but B flag was traded back and forth a lot. Looney kind of started off with a big streak going into this game. Bands had a big streak. He had a 10 kills in a row, uh, leading the ultra to really kind of take the lead here. Um, 
And then we go into a listen-in with London at some point during the game. And, of course, with these players on this team, anytime you have a bunch of uh, of the Europeans teaming together, it's just indiscernible what they're saying. Uh, it's always a great time to listen to those accents, though, and try to figure out what's coming out of their mouth. So Ultra lead the half 122 to, 100, or to 74 going uh, into the second half, looking very strong in this domination game. They end up having a 160 to 100 point lead with four minutes left in the game, leaving just they just dominated this with a 209 to 173 point lead, uh, 100 game win. Excuse me. Um, after watching this, that technically this means that the Royal Ravens never lost a map, seeing as it was the Ravens end game that took this map. Uh, so you could say this that they won 3-0 right there, but that's obviously not how it went. We go into a Azir Cave hard point on game four. 250-point to 181-point win for the Royal Ravens. Uh, They really seemed to see Toronto start the game really well. They were doing very well at the beginning of this game. Uh, They just were not able to close it back. The Ravens very quickly make the rotations. They hold their hills, and they're able to take the lead and finish out the game 250 to 181 points. So now we go into the winner matches of uh, each group. And we'd see the Dallas Empire against Chicago Huntsman. Chicago obviously taking the um, series three to one. Gunrunner Hardpoint 151 to 250 points with a Chicago win. It was just utter domination out of Chicago. They're showing how strong they are in these respawn games, uh, and that they are just not to be messed with, especially in Hardpoint specifically. Um, a match, a rematch from Minnesota with the Piccadilly Search and Destroy game, and. Obviously, Dallas looked a lot stronger last time. They take the first three rounds in a row, uh, looking very simple for them. And something I haven't seen before, uh, especially on Piccadilly, was that the team was playing with two snipers. Illy and Hook were both using snipers on this map. I don't know if it's the thing that other teams have done. I don't know if it's the same thing that only they do. But it seemed to be working out very well for them, but only for the first three rounds. As Chicago's finally able to take back three in a row, tying it up at 3-3. But Dallas ends up taking another two after leaving Chicago down 3-5, to five, and they end up clutching those three rounds that they need in a row, uh, taking the map 6-5, to five, very glorious round 11 for them, very excited for them to have that 2-0 lead going uh, into the rest of the series. Hackney uh, Yard, excuse me, Domination going into map 3, another repeat from Minnesota, uh, but my goodness was this not anywhere near the same. 210-260 point win for Dallas Empire, uh, Dallas gets out to the early lead. They take 105 to 86 point. Um, sorry, they take 105 to 86 point lead at the half, and they end up taking bad side, bad spawn. They're spawning on the C flag side um, over in the second half, but they are able to flip the spawns and cap A within less than a minute, and then able to just able to hold the two cap, try to take triple caps for the entirety of the rest of the game. Just utter domination uh from dallas there going into map four we have saint patrick at hard point 250 point win 275 points for chicago uh it was just a very straightforward hard point game dallas seemed like they were going to try to make something happen just that we're not able to with the sheer firepower and talent that is over on the chicago team as they take that series three to one forcing them into the top seed uh for group a going into the bracket play for Sunday's matches. Uh, the final winner's match we have on the 
first day on Saturday was New York versus the London Royal Ravens, and we ended up having a game five out of this, um, the first game five of the weekend, and it was it was a very entertaining game, I would say, or matchup, I would say. The Mirmaza hard point, 250 to 187 points for New York. Uh, very, very good game out of Zuma and Attach there specifically. Accuracy obviously have a very good weekend. They take a very close game in game two, six to five on the St. Petrograd. Search and destroy going up two to oh. But when you have the London Royal Ravens playing in London, you cannot expect them to ever just go down easy. They take the Hackney Yard Dom very convincingly, 252 to 202, a 50-point win right there. Very difficult to do in domination. Very impressive. Uh, and then you go into Hackney Yard again on the hard point for game four. 250 points to 135 points. Just, again, utter domination. They're showing that this is their home. They're not going to go down easy playing for their crowd. On uh, game five, Gunrunner, Search and Destroy, they take that win, six to four, a bit closer than they would have probably liked, but they end up taking it anyways, leaving the London Royal Ravens as that number one seed for Group B uh, and having New York having to fight it out with either Seattle or Los Angeles the next day to see who was going to survive and go into that bracket play. So that it wraps up the first day, and now we go into day two. We still got a few more group platinum. Uh, stage matches obviously we got four more to see uh to finish out the seedings the losers have to play each other to see which teams are going to go one and one and oh and two who's going to have a chance to continue their play in this tournament and who's going to have to go home uh so we get the seattle surge uh versus the los angeles gorillas for the first matchup in group a uh St. Petrograd Hardpoint goes 210 points to 250 points to Los Angeles. Uh, very convincing win out of them. They were looking very strong. Aches obviously not playing well as usual. This being a very good flex player. Uh, never going to be slaying out much, but always be that leader that a team will need. Arclaw Peak. Search and destroy map two. Los Angeles takes this as well. Five to six. Very close. Going into round 11. Seemed to be a theme of this event. A lot of round 11s. Um, but this is where Seattle starts to make their comeback. You get the Gunrunner domination. Um, they take it 193 to 175. Looking very good. Looking like they're finally hitting their form for this weekend. Uh, game four, you got Azir Cave hard point, 250 to 231 points. Again, very close, but they're starting to edge it out. They're trying. They're finally starting to play together like they should be, like the team I saw that they could be. Uh, and finally going into game five, you got the St. Petrograd search and destroy, 6-5. to five. Again, another round 11, uh, not just for the weekend, but two in this series. But Seattle's able to edge it out in that round 11, uh, taking the map and the series going to be that one and one team for group a uh and leaving the los angeles gorillas uh at zero and two sending them home immediately and then finally uh for not finally next up for group b we have the paris legion versus toronto ultra uh 3-1 win for paris very convincing out of them uh they looked very strong uh just like they did over in minnesota the other weekend uh, they start out Losing the first map, actually, Gunrunner Hardpoint, 180 to 250. But they said, no, this is not how we play. This is not how we go down. They take Ramaz to Search and Destroy in map two, uh, six to three, just looking absolutely disgusting with their Search and Destroy play. Gunrunner Domination, map three, uh, 201, 267 points. This was never a chance for Toronto to come out. 
methods just very much struggling this entire series did not have a good game here and finally you go into map four the final map that paris won to send them uh to that uh top tier for group b to be one and one and they take that map 250 to 180 or 808 points just absolutely destroying toronto ultra in this hard point match almost 100 pointing club them which i do not believe has happened yet it will happen at some point this season and i'm excited to see who it is against uh so that puts paris legion at one and one going to be the matchup that's going to have to play um up against new york to see who gets to go home and who's staying to play the bracket uh so now we have the dallas empire versus seattle surge for the same reasons going to see who's going home who gets to stay in the bracket Dallas obviously ends up staying. They win the series three to one. You get map one, gunrunner hard point, 250 to 80, 185 points. Just looking like they know what they're doing. They know how to make those rotations. They can hold down their hills. Uh, just very, very good win. Um, very solid hard point game out of that. Arkloff Peak, search and destroy, six to two win for Dallas Empire. Seattle seems to be very much struggling uh, in their search and destroy play. Obviously, two round 11s in their series before, and then just getting crushed in this game. Shotzi and Illy really having their good duo moments in this matchup, playing very well. Uh, map three, Seattle's actually able to take a map. Uh, St. Petrograd domination, 179 to 191 points for Seattle. They look like they're finally figuring out what needs to be done uh, on their domination. Domination seems to be a very strong game mode for them. Sadly, it is the least liked by most viewers and players. So we'll see how this goes for the rest of the season for them. And Dallas cleans it up in map four, 250 to 210 point win, taking the series, guaranteeing them into bracket play uh, later in that day. Next up, we have the New York Subliners against Paris Legion and Paris looking just like they did back in Minnesota. Absolutely disgusting. Um, you get the map one, Ramaza hard point, 250 to 230 point win. Scores a lot closer than the game actually was. Uh, Paris was just doing incredible things. Kismet having an incredible game. Uh, this honestly just an incredible series and incredible weekend. Paris take that map. Uh, we go into map two, Ramaza as well, search and destroy. And just uh, the quickest of six O's. Uh, for Paris to take map two over the New York subliners. It wasn't even a doubt that this would happen after the few, first couple of rounds. You could tell what they had in mind. The gameplay that they had on this map was just outclassing and outplaying uh, the New York subliners. And we go into map three, probably the closest of the games, Gunrunner Domination, 170 to 162 point win for the Paris Legion. Looking very good going into the bracket play as they take this series three to zero and so now we have uh at that point we had the groups finished up uh with group a you had chicago at two and oh dallas empire two and one and those are the teams that went through to the bracket with seattle surge at one and two and los angeles gorillas at oh and two heading home no longer playing and then we get to group b with the london royal ravens the home crowd team uh up there at 2-0 in their um, group with Paris Legion at 2-1, so closely following. Both of them headed into the group 
uh, bracket play. Uh, New York Subliners and Toronto Ultra headed home for the weekend with New York 1-2, and two, Toronto Ultra 0-2. Oh Those teams really need to figure it out. They have a lot of talent on these rosters, and they should not be performing like this. Although it is cool, it's very exciting to see both of the European teams represented in the European um, first European tournament of the year. Uh, and it was honestly very cool. So the interesting thing about how this whole format works actually is that there are no real loser brackets at this point, because if you look back at how the group play worked, um, every match really mattered and almost it was its own loser bracket with going down Oh one, uh, and having to be able to win two more matches to make it back to the, uh, bracket play, even have a chance at it. And so you go into the actual bracket play and it's all one and done. So there is not a loser bracket. You don't have a chance to come back once you're in the bracket play. Leaving only the best teams that have to, like, they, they don't get a chance to come back. They have to be on top on their game at all time. Uh, and it was honestly a lot more entertaining this way. I really have enjoyed it after watching th- this last weekend. Uh, and I, I'm very excited to see how it goes in Atlanta coming up in a few more uh, days. So the first game that we had for um, the bracket play was the London Royal Ravens home crowd team going up against the Dallas Empire. So the group B for one seed is playing against the group A two seed. You get the first map. Very, very, very close game uh, for the London Royal Ravens. They take the win on Ramaza Hardpoint, 250 to 242 points. And my goodness, was this just back and forth the entire time. Uh, similarly, following into the Gunrunner Search and Destroy, London takes the 6-5 victory. Again, back and forth, back and forth. Just incredible what these teams are able to do, how strong their mental game is going into this, especially Dallas Empire. Coming back with the reverse sweep, winning the next three games in a row. You got the Hackney Art domination, utter domination in this domination game of 211 to 262 points dallas is looking scary on hackney yard then you go into the hackney yard hard point again looking scary in hackney yard 250 to 195 points finally going into the map five particularly search and destroy dallas takes it six to five not only beating London Royal Ravens 3-2 with the reverse sweep in London, but on all of the London maps that are in the game. That is just that is just poetic and ironic in the most influential sense. It was kind of awful for London to have this happen to them, but also just really incredible uh, to see something like that happen for the London team to be at their London event that they're hosting, lose their series in a reverse sweep in all London-based maps. It was very, very interesting to see. And similarly, we go into the next series uh, with the Group A1 seed of Chicago um, playing the Group B2 seed, which was Paris, also going to a Game 5. So you see the Paris takes the first map, uh, Hackney Hard- Yard Hard Point, 216 to 250 looked pretty convincing out of them. Chicago looked like they hadn't played in a few hours. They really needed to warm up. Um, but then we go into St. Petrograd, Search and Destroy. Paris had been looking dominant in um, Search and Destroy at the last event in Minnesota and also looking very good this weekend. But Chicago is able to take the Search and Destroy 6-2, to two, um, looking very good from them on St. Petrograd. They're trying to, starting to figure things out. 
Uh, St. Patrick had domination for map three, 215 to 110 point win for Chicago. Again, just disgusting, absolute monster plays out of them. Triple capping a lot of the time, holding two flags almost the entirety of the game. Uh, you go into game four, Gunrunner Hardpoint. Paris take this map, 250 to 239 points, which is really interesting to see. You see Chicago doing so well, performing so well in the hard points against other teams, but not in the domination. And it's honestly flipped here. They just cannot clutch up. Uh, and again, it is a very close game, only 11-point loss. But to see a score like that, to see them lose a map like this, especially after doing so well on the other hard points, but then dominate that domination in game three, very interesting to see. Uh, and then we finally head into the last map, of this game or of this series um, with Chicago taking our cloth peak search and destroy six to zero, which was incredible. I uh, have not seen search and destroy play like this out of um, a, a hex led roster. I guess you could say this is pretty much the new optic with skump uh, Four other brand new players, obviously, but you have um skump who has always been on the optic team just never performing well in search and destroy it seemed like but they come out with a six to zero victory over paris legion who looked very good in search and destroy um this was this was honestly incredible to see out of chicago see their true final form finally coming uh together as we head into the grand finals with chicago huntsman versus the dallas empire their third time matching up since Minnesota, Chicago has a 2-0 um, series count against them so far, and they are able to make it a 3-0 following a 3-0 series count in those grand finals. You have the Azir Cave hard point, very close, um, 250 points to 239 points for Chicago. Dallas is able to take a very nice lead after the first three hills. Um, but Chicago is actually able to come back on the fourth hill with Arsity's really starting to warm up at that point. He's starting to uh, hit his shots and just hold down those spawn positions. Um, but Chicago is able to extend that lead with Arsity's going that well, going to Cave East on the second rotation, 159 to 190 or 150 to 90 point lead at this position. Um, with Chicago finally breaking 200 points, with Dallas only at 131. Uh, obviously Dallas starts making their comeback. They end up taking a lead 239 to 234 at some point, but it's just not enough. Chicago holds down that last hill and takes the win 250 to 239. Uh, map two, Arklov peak search and destroy. I was a little confused why, um, Dallas actually picked this map. It seemed a little off seeing as they just saw optic or excuse me, uh, Chicago six and O a team. Uh, on this map so it seemed very odd as to why they picked this um especially seeing as they uh went up on this map earlier that day against um the seattle surge and only won six two obviously still a very impressive win but did lose some rounds here and there uh but they did and they performed very well um gunless actually wins one a 1v2 very close at the beginning of the game in the first round but is not able to clutch the round as there was just not enough time to defuse the bomb uh for the rest of the round they end up losing that uh, and going down 0-2 to start the game but chicago wins the very simple uh round and round three coming back one to two and then gunless having the bomb down for his team it is planted dallas needs to get a um defuse 
placers on the bomb. But Gunless clutches the 1v3, taking out all three uh, Dallas Empire players to clutch that win, uh, round win, and tie the series up at 2-2. Two two. Um, Chicago ends up taking another two after that, going out 4-2. to two. Dallas comes back with two rounds of their own, 4-4. Four to four. Obviously, we go 5-5 five, five, round 11, and Chicago clutches it up with a very dominant round out of them, taking the series count to 2-0. and oh. um, Finally, we go into St. Petrograd domination. Very, very good game out of Chicago. Dallas honestly is dominating very early in this game. They almost triple cap on the map within the first minute. Um, Illy going very, very, very strong in this game. Starts off the game with a seven-kill spree. Shotzi goes off with a five-kill spree just to start the game off. But with two minutes left in the first half, uh, Chicago gets a triple cap. They start making some points. They start getting very close uh, to coming back in the game with Dallas leading 100 to 87 points. And at the beginning of the second half, that's when Envoy starts to really hit his stride. Uh, he's turning up. He's taking out players left and right. Chicago take the lead with three minutes in the, uh, left in the game, and they hold on to that lead for the rest, absolutely just dominating the rest of the game. And Chicago takes the grand finals 3-0, to zero, being your London homestand champions, taking on the first tournament of the week. Uh, of the league and my goodness was it exciting i cannot wait for atlanta next weekend uh chicago 3-0 in series count now against dallas looked at as one of the biggest rivalries for the league and it doesn't look like it's a rivalry at all with how dominant chicago is over dallas right now uh it honestly with this format i i really enjoyed it i feel like they really made it to where every match truly matters um not only just for the tournament, not only for just for group play, because group play is actually important uh, with this format. Um, but just going into the seeding for the, the entire league with all the points that are taking are being taken here, uh, 50 points, I believe, for winning the entirety of the tournament go to Chicago with 10 points for each of those series wins. Uh, looking very good for the seeding overall for them, and we'll see how this ends up going with the rest of the season. Uh, so kind of switching off of the Call of Duty League, we're going to go into Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Tanatak, there was a big patch that just came out um, on Tuesday leading into the Season 2 of content. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. So we got 100 brand new tiers of content coming back with the Battle Pass. Uh, within that, we got Ghost. Ghost is back from Modern Warfare 2 for the first time. Uh, it's, it's a really big deal. Obviously, it's not the exact same ghost because as told and quote-unquote confirmed in Modern Warfare 2, Ghost is dead right now. He is not an alive character, so they could not have him as an actual operator. Um, but they actually, no, they could. I, see, I don't want to do, go into spoilers, but if you haven't played the campaign in this game, you should. Very, very good campaign for Modern Warfare. But they kind of explain that. So Ghost could be in this game, but he is not in here as uh, the one we know and love from Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare. Or Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, and Modern Warfare 2. He is not the same Ghost. A uh, bit of a different mask. More kind of like a realistic skull stitched onto a mask more than just face paint. Uh, but coming back also from Modern Warfare 2 is Rust. Rust is back right now. It has its own 24-7 playlist. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited. I've been playing it a little bit here and there. And it's it's so much fun. Uh, such a good small map. Uh, perfect. 
as a small map in all honesty you can have the 6v6 on it you can have a 1v1 on it and it all feels just as good not too big uh, a lot of quick interactions but it's not too small for a full-on team fight uh and finally finally in modern warfare we have a call of duty league playlist um coming in with all of the competitive rule sets and maps only the three game modes of search and destroy hardpoint and domination very excited to finally hop into this if only if only if only we could finally get it to be ranked then everything would just be going head over heels uh it would be very exciting for that the second map that came out with the new update um, was Atlas Superstore. And I've seen a few pros and people on Reddit talking about this um, and how it could actually come out to be a competitive map. Uh, I haven't actually had a chance to play this map myself yet, but hopefully with these maps coming in and uh, coming from these huge patches and the season updates, and they're, they're free for everyone. They're just put into the rotation of the game. Hopefully, we could actually see something like that where a DLC map is brought into the competitive scene. Because if it's a good map and people want to play it, the pros are really liking it. They think it works really well for XYZ game type. Uh, there really shouldn't be a reason not to. There are reasons not to at the beginning uh, of some of the CDL. Uh, sorry, not the CDL, but the CWL with... Uh, the map packs being paid you had to pay for the map pack although i do believe that they actually added some um i do not remember which game but there was a game where they did have dlc maps where that had to be purchased in order to play um and but i just i really like the idea it's it's bringing something fresh in each time uh there's a map obviously i don't think it should be anything soon like atlanta or even the one after that seeing as the map does need to be played on and practiced and figured out uh, going in to the rest of the season but i do love the idea of bringing in some of these dlc maps uh into the competitive scene uh over on the ground war side we got some fixes coming in for croftnik farmland uh they fixed out a lot of the buildings and i believe that they removed the second floor off of five or six of the buildings in the game uh should make it a little bit less sniper centric uh, a little bit more teams actually having to push each other so we'll see how that map turns out the trophy system ended up getting a buff uh it takes about half a second less to deploy now that's very exciting um very good for competitive especially for those hard points and domination matches it'll be very good to uh, be able to see those uh trophies get out a lot quicker it'll help take over hills it'll help hold those hills and actually in surgeon Shore, it'll help as well if i remember correctly in the um final matchup between chicago huntsman and the uh dallas empire there was a point at where illy was trying to get a uh trophy system out but got killed by the nades right as it was landing so that half second actually could have saved him it could have had a big significant impact into that game uh Finally, uh, some of the big parts of this update are the perks and how they were rebalanced. A lot of changes over here. So we're going to go ahead and hop into the first perk one slots. Uh, you got overkill, which has switched places with kill chain and is actually going to now be a perk two. And obviously bringing kill chain, switching out with overkill coming into a perk one. Uh, EOD has removed the hacking ability and actually moved it to the spotter. Uh, and I believe 
uh, that this was honestly just a very necessary change, especially for a lot of the challenges that are around where you kind of need both spotter and EOD. And it's just really frustrating to have to waste two spots on one challenge. Uh, double, t- t- double time is now doubling the recharge rate of the tactical sprint. So it'll take half as long enable to recharge that tactical sprint, get back out there. People are going to be flying around the map now with this perk on. And then we got quick fix. Um, there is a reduced health regeneration lay. Uh, delay so now any kill will immediately start regeneration you don't have to get that kill and wait for it uh, which is going to be very helpful for this perk perk two slots we're going to hop in with ghost uh, with ghost they have actually removed the snapshot grenade immunity and moved it over to battle hardened which battle hardened is now ridiculous restock change the equipment recharge rate from 30 to 25 seconds so you'll be able to get that uh, your grenades and stuns back a little bit quicker now Point kill chain, obviously, like I said, replaced with overkill. Now move to perk one. Then point man uh, has increased the score that you gain for each of the score streaks. Uh, and this is for e- across all modes. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, finally, heading into the perk three slots, you got tune up, which is increasing the field upgrade cost reduction, meaning that you're just going to get your field upgrades a lot quicker. This could be a big deal for search and destroy game types. Uh, honestly as well with respawns for that trophy system and for dead silence so we might be seeing this used a little bit more uh we got spotter obviously just adding over uh the hacking ability uh from eod and they're actually currently working on the ability to hack through walls so that'll be very helpful once that patch comes through battle hardened my goodness did this get buffed 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 it's should be your only perk three now honestly uh it's added the snapshot grenade immunity from ghost it's added a gas grade resistance and with that gas grade resistance you can coughing is no longer uh played when you enter the gas you're reduced uh slow down when you're in that gas effect and reduced blur it's it's pretty much that's the end-all be-all defensive perk and it really should be the only perk you're running almost inside that perk three slot um and then going back with some of the guns that were from season one, the S887 and the Ram 7, uh, they've made some uh, buffs to those as well. For the S8, for the SA87, they smoothed out the recoil a bit and increased the damage, making it just a straight laser beam now. Uh, and the Ram 7, they it's a little bit of a buff, nothing too ridiculous. Uh, they just increased the extended mag ammo from 45 to 50 bullets. Uh, a few more shots there, but if you're already needing that many bullets in a clip, then God help you. <laughs> uh, and finally, touching on the last bit of news, um, Battle Royale, Warzone, and Modern Warfare. Uh, it's the rumored name for it, Warzone. And it, it looks like it's all but confirmed by Activision and Infinity Ward that the Battle Royale is in the game and will be coming out soon. People first started noticing it as when they loaded into the game where they had the four sections that were there, which was campaign, multiplayer, co-op, and store. There's a fifth section in the middle between multiplayer and co-op that is question mark right now. It's classified. And so, of course, people start beginning to wonder, start beginning to talk. Is this a battle royale mode? Is it finally happening? Are we actually going to get a ranked mode with that CDL playlist? Kind of like a more League of Legends system where you have the unranked... um, public playlist for it where anyone can hop in and then you have a rank playlist where it's all based off you people are starting to talk about that but then you go back when you first load up the game there's actually a new cutscene for season two happening and in this cutscene it's 
it's very reminiscent of Battle Royale. You've got small squadrons moving around together, trying to take each other out. Uh, and then obviously they get into more action parts. Uh, a lot of explosions, vehicles driving through. Uh, crashed, there's a crashed plane inside of a building. Reminding a lot of people of Terminal, obviously, and a Fortnite New World map. What did Treyarch do with Blackout? All of their old Treyarch maps. It's very, very reminiscent. And as they zoom out from the scene showing this building with the plane crashed in it, you see this green gas just surrounding the map, starting to close in. And my goodness, if that's not Battle Royale, then what is? Um, the, there were some game files looked through. Warzone seemed to get leaked as the name for it, um, bringing all, a lot of things just more together, bringing a lot more proof to it. Until just earlier um, today, Wednesday, February 13th, or sorry, 12th, they were actually, someone actually glitched into a lobby by accident of Warzone. Um, and they showed off some of the specs of it. Uh, looks like they're going to be able to actually choose a loadout for when you're dropping into the map, which is brand new. Probably only going to be handgun or something like that. But you're starting off with something. You're not having to just go down and be there with nothing, having to find everything. You're able to fight immediately from once you land. It looks like that's going to be what's happening. Uh, and it just looks... I'm I'm very excited. Uh, we've been waiting for the news on this. It's been rumored uh, by the Gaming Revolution for a very long time since before the game has even come out, and it's 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 been like I said, it's just been a long time coming, and I'm very excited for this to finally finally come to the game. Hopefully, hopefully it's much sooner rather than later that we can get the playlist. I don't want it to be classified too much longer on my screen, um, as neither do I think any of you do. But, but we just we just have to wait a little bit longer, guys. We're almost there. We almost have the Battle Royale for Modern Warfare. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited. Well, anyways, thank you for listening to Episode 3 of the Call of Duty Breakdown. Um, I'll be back next week. Like I said, I shouldn't be missing any more weeks from here on out. Next week, we'll be talking about uh, heading into at the Atlanta event, see if there's any more patches or changes that happen in Call of Duty by then. Uh, might probably be a lot shorter of a podcast. Nothing too much to talk about at that point, but we'll see what goes on. So thank you again for listening, and I will see you guys next week.